What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Onyx here at Going Full Nerd. I got a question. Do you like this podcast? If so, great. I'd like to share with you. It isn't cheap to produce a weekly podcast, so I could really use your help. Take the time to visit anchor.fm slash goingfullnerd slash support and become a supporter. You could choose the amount of your support, get an exclusive supporter shout out, and receive access to exclusive supporter giveaways. So thanks in advance, and let's keep that nerdy goodness going. Peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Theories Change. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode 5 review. Yo, check this out. We've hit the fifth episode of the six-part Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. What I could tell you is that this series has more twists and turns than a roller coaster, okay? But this is the Turning Point episode, and I know that we're going to have cliffhangers at the end of this. It's inevitable. And this will possibly continue on to a second season or other MCU Disney Plus series, or even better yet, into the movies. But let's talk about some major revelations and the new theories that I have as of now. So if you haven't watched the show, I need you to pause this, go watch it, and then come back because, hey, spoilers are coming. Give me, let me give you a second. Compose yourself. Now, if you're ready, here we go. Now, Honestly, starting off this episode, I've been waiting for Sam and Bucky to wear John Walker's ass completely out. And I really think he should have gotten beaten up a little worse than what he did. But I understand how the show did it. I mean, coming out of the fight with just a broken arm, uh, that, that, that seemed minor for him, especially since he got the super soldier serum. In addition, that fight with Bucky and Sam went actually a lot less harder than when Bucky and Steve went up against Iron Man. I figured, truthfully, Bucky should have been able to body John Walker looking at that. I'm just saying. But here's the deal. That and the subsequent decommissioning or the discharge from the military really highlighted the injustice that really happened in this system. I mean, come on. Think about this. He kills a man live on the internet, people streaming it after a fit of rage when you're the symbol of something bigger than yourself. Hmm. But then you compare it to the fact that Isaiah Bradley got court-martialed Prisoned and experimented on, really little bit of hidden reality in there on how people are treated in the military. And I'm going to say how people, but if you're familiar with the military and how the military operates, this doesn't seem too far off. Officer, enlisted, black, white, I'm not going there, but you put the puzzle pieces together. 
Now, knowing this, I'm going to go ahead and say Isaiah Bradley, that character really deserves a story or a series leading up to his imprisonment. And I would really love for them to focus on that mission where he fought the Winter Soldier and ripped that damn arm off. I, I, I'd love to see that. <laughs> you know, seeing the Winter Soldier's arm. Get you know. But here's the thing. I think that would have a great impact on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think it would have a great impact on the audience and fans, too. That would be something really good to dig into and watch and make sure you put a message into it that supports what we've just seen in this Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. Because the bitterness, as he explained to Sam, is really reflective of the time he had operated as a super soldier. And while his assessment of how the world would see a black Captain America wouldn't change and hasn't changed and is why he's pretty much faked his death and is living off the radar, you see? So this episode goes deep. It goes real deep. And, you know, it, it, it's a shame if people don't catch the message. But Here's the thing. They promised us a cameo. They promised us a big cameo. Well, this big cameo was Julia Lua, Julia Louis Dreyfus from Seinfeld fame. Okay. Now here's the deal. She plays a character known as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, otherwise known as Val. I got that out pretty good. That was pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. But it sparks the ignition that there's going to be a dark shadow looming over John Walker. And this is what, and the MCU, truthfully, as a nice little sub story, because her character in the comic books has been everything like she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent alongside the original iteration of Nick Fury, the Caucasian Nick Fury, okay? Um, we know she, in the comic books, she's been Madam Hydra. Okay. She's also been a Russian spy. So looking at this and knowing that she's not a shield agent right now, because you know, shield is not a factor in these new shows for the moment, you know, obviously, because if shield was back as a factor, Sharon Carter, I think would be back with shield, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get to that in a moment. But Ultimately, I see her as a villain and her linking up with uh, John Walker. Nothing good can come, come of it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But here's the thing. I'm still confused with what they're doing with Sharon Carter. I'm confused as to why she would call Batra the leap. Yeah. I love saying this stuff, man. Maybe Batroc de Liper. I don't know. I'm just tripping. But here's the thing. It seems to her being connected to Power Broker or even connected to assisting the Flag Smashers or using this as a key to take down the Flag Smashers because if she is the Power Broker, hey, she got a vendetta against them. They stole some stuff. But here's the deal. Un knowing her situation in Madripoor, she could possibly be um, 
what shall I say, very um, sympathetic to the Flag Smashers goal and is covertly supporting them. Don't know. But it could also be a big thing of manipulation. It makes me change my theories about Sharon Carter. So here's the deal. That manipulation is not beyond what she would have learned in S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not beyond what she would have learned at the CIA. Hmm. So this is something big, and it will be something big. Mark my words. So this will bring me to my final theories before they show next week's finale, the sixth episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You ready for this? Okay. I'm going to put it out there. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to get a second season. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to get a second season. Next, we're going to see Sam as he finally suits up as Captain America with a modified Wakandan-created Captain America suit specifically for him possibly made out of the same tech as the Black Panther suit to give him better protection. I mean, let's be simple. Let's be honest about this. He and Bucky have always graded each other's nerves, but I think inside this episode, they've garnered and and, and reflected back upon stuff and has gotten, what's the best way for me to say this, a mutual respect. And Bucky, with that mutual respect, wants to put protection because now that he's understanding more of Sam, he could see why Steve made the decision he did to give Sam the shield. Okay? So, why not ask a favor of the Wakandans to get, you know, maybe a vibranium suit for, you know, a vibranium suit for Sam to give him better protection to be better out there dealing with super soldiers and the such. Also, let's get out here. Bucky's going to come to terms with that older gentleman. You remember the one he killed his son back in episode three, two, you know, where he was having the nightmares and stuff like that. Here's the deal. He's going to finally explain it and get the closure so he doesn't have the nightmares. This show is about growth of these two characters. This show is about the understanding of these two characters and them moving forward in a post-Steve Rogers cinematic universe. I mean, hey, Sam is Captain America now, whether they like it or not. Until Steve Rogers comes back, whether by in a new actor or whether it's, you know, as my man Chris says, you know what, I, I, I'll do it again. You know, it, it, until that happens, this is what you got, folks. This is your Captain America now. This is the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands. Now, here's the deal. Um, Bucky. Falcon. They've come to a, a mutual respect now. And it came out in this episode that Bucky and Steve, you know, they knew what was going on at Endgame, at the end of Endgame. Um, 
Bucky knew that Steve wasn't coming back. He knew that he was going to pass the shield to Steve. But what they both, and they mentioned it in this show, is they didn't realize the drama it would be to have a black man as Captain America. And they saw that when, hey, John Walker was appointed, the issues, the the dealings with Isaiah Bradley. You got to remember, Steve and Bucky were both over 100 years old. You know, they see some stuff that, you know, we look back on and be like, yo, y'all used to act kind of funky towards us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, is while they were very progressive, they don't like bullies. They were the unicorns. They were the needles that people found in the haystack. They were not the, they were not the norm. They were the exception. Okay, you know, comic books try to be as inclusive as possible, but these guys were the exception, not the norm in the 1940s. Let's keep it real. Okay, so, you know, to have them acknowledge that in this show really, really brings something out and really shows the care that it took to write this out. And I can't wait to see what plot twists, what cliffhangers, what goes on. When we finish this series up, lastly, Sharon Carter and the Contessa, I think they're connected some kind of way. They are connected some kind of way, maybe not through the power broker, but possibly the organization from the comic book known as the commission. They could introduce this. These were a manipulative group. Okay, with the John Walker connection and all that good stuff, they were John Walker's boss when he was U.S. agent in the comics and forced upon the West Coast Avengers, which they're starting to put this together. It seems like, you know, you got White Witch and you got Scarlet Witch. You you get John Walker's going to end up as U.S. agent, you know, Hawkeye's running around. Okay. Hmm. All you need now is a Wonder Man and you've got Rhodey. Hmm. That's the West Coast Avengers right there. So it's going to be a little bit interesting. It's going to be, I, I can't wait to see where the MCU goes with all this. And last but not least, this could also be the formation of the Marvel Cinematic Use Universe's version of the Thunderbolts. Hey, the Dora Milaje took Zemo to the raft. And if you understand comic books, this is the thing about the raft, which is a superhuman prison. Isn't the abomination at the raft? You're going to take Zemo to the raft where you've got super powered criminals that there are. I mean, there are, you know, let's be realistic. We haven't seen them much in the MCU outside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which they could seem to be distancing this distancing themselves from, but it doesn't stop them from introducing these people saying they've been caught, put in jail. So, you know, one of the better um, arcs on the Avengers was a new Avengers when you had the superpowered breakout at where? The raft, the superpowered prison. Okay. So that's something to think about. Zemo, Walker, you know, have that friction, but make them work together for a government spec ops sanctioned Thunderbolts team. Think about it. Whew. 
Man. Ooh. But hey, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for paying attention to my crazy theories. I hope you enjoyed it. Please put it inside the comments. Let me know what your theories are as we go into episode six. Did you like the show? Did you not like it? Tell me your thoughts and let me know if this thing seems like I'm right. If I'm right, we we, we won here. We did our thing. But anyway, peace, y'all, and I'm out of here. Say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest now. I'm young. I'm free. Can't nobody take.